the baby boomers led waves of dramatic culture changes. Their voices raise awareness of consumerism, retirement programs, higher education, health care, and civil rights transformations. Now, the baby boomers have reached an age where it is our turn to give back to them for their voices, their struggles, and their footprint on the society we benefit from today. Boomer Living Podcast is dedicated to the support and the enhancement of senior living and the baby boomers' needs and demands. We welcome conversations between caregivers, providers, gerontologists, geriatricians, neurologists, technologists, developers, and operators with one objective to serve our baby boomers. By bringing together these experts and the baby boomers' families, we can share our knowledge that will educate and inspire others on how to care for the baby boomers. We're a social platform that focuses on the respect and care of this aging population that gave their youth and their wisdom to the society we benefit from today. I'm excited to welcome Yale Goldberg to Boomer Living. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's good to have you with us. Let's start by having you share with our audience a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what are the big projects that you're working on right now? Yeah, so I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, originally. I moved out to Los Angeles for school and then helped start a company called Pop ID right after school in 2017. Um, So I'm based in Los Angeles, California now. And working on Pop ID, uh, really a product called Pop Entry, which is largely focused towards the senior living space. And we provide an automated solution for taking temperatures of employees and guests of locations. And, and like I said, one of those uh, major verticals for us is the senior living space. Great, great. Okay. So for our listeners who are not familiar, can you tell us more about what Pop ID is? And then also, I'm curious, how has this increased use of face masks impacted your business? Facial recognition software is very hard to program, I'm sure, especially if our faces are covered nowadays. Yeah. So I'll tell you a little bit more about the product. So what Pop Entry, we call it Pop Entry Plus because we added the thermal camera onto it. But essentially, we developed this uh, solution called Pop Entry, which was an access control system that allowed for face to be used instead of a key card or a key or any other mechanism to unlock a door. So we have an Android tablet that gets tied to a door strike, an electric door strike. And when we authenticate somebody or when we recognize somebody that does have access to the building, we can unlock the door. So that's the pop entry device. When coronavirus happened, we also have a, another company called Miso Robotics Company that uses thermal cameras to automate to automate the process of cooking food. Uh, and so we're very familiar with thermal cameras. When coronavirus happened, we realized there was an opportunity to put the thermal camera on the top of our access control system and then allow for automated temperature taking. So now we have an access control system that can also take temperatures. And this product, Pop Entry Plus, is mainly used as a way to check somebody into work, an employee, or ensure that a guest that's visiting a specific building or specific center is healthy and does not have a fever. Um, so that's that's the main purpose of, of this product for right now. Uh, but like you said, we also have facial recognition as a core component of the product. We're fortunate that we have an unbelievable facial recognition algorithm that can detect faces uh, with a mask on. So we don't have to ask 
our visitors or employees that are using our product to remove their mask, potentially eliminate some of the benefits of that mask, obviously. We have no issues with seeing more masks out there. It's a great thing that people are wearing their masks. And we also potentially have the opportunity to identify masks to ensure that people are wearing masks. So many people, especially seniors, are very concerned with their privacy. Mm -hmm. How do you maintain the privacy of the people interacting with your software? Yeah, it's a great question. It's it's actually probably the most important question for Pop ID. Uh, We see ourselves as a consumer-facing brand. So everything that we do from our entire technology architecture uh, is related to making our consumers feel comfortable. And so what Pop ID wants to be seen as is the one brand that you can trust to give your biometric information to. We do literally everything in our power to ensure that the consumer has control over their data and also that they have control over when they're being uh, authenticated or identified. So everything that we do is on an opt-in, opt-out basis. So nobody who doesn't opt into our system is ever recognized. We have no data points on them. We don't keep anything. We don't store anything. It's only once you agree to our terms and conditions and you engage with the product that we begin identifying people. And then beyond that, there's a second level of authentication, which is that somebody needs to stand in front of the actual device and look into the camera to have their to, to be authenticated by that specific device for that use case. And in a lot of the use cases that we have also, we ask somebody to engage with the device so they can't just be passing by. And I think one distinction that I like to make is that there's facial recognition that does surveillance where a camera is constantly rolling and it's just picking up people. And then there's other cameras that identify someone or identify that a person is there, they trigger the camera, and then they start doing facial recognition. So it's not a surveillance, it's uh, the camera's being turned on and off between uses. um, And it it helps people feel a lot more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that's where we sit. Great, great. So how do you get buy-ins from seniors who may not have as great of an understanding of technology and data privacy? One of the ways that we get buy-in is by not forcing it. So if you don't want to be a part of the system, we have for this Pop Entry Plus product, we have a guest mode. You're more than welcome to be a guest. You don't have to be authentic. You don't have to be recognized. You never have to put a picture of yourself into the system. But there are still tons of benefits for, for the management team to be able to say, oh, this somebody walked in at 8.15 a.m. and they were a guest, but they were healthy and they answered the screening questions in a manner that helps us believe that they're fully healthy. So that's a great data point. Although it could be better to know exactly who that person is, it's still super helpful for the operator. And so we're totally okay with that. And then beyond that piece, I think it's about sharing the benefits of being able to use facial recognition. Like I said, it's great to be able to identify that a guest is healthy or that a guest has a fever so somebody can take action and and give that person the appropriate care. But it's also even better when you can identify this specific person and then give that specific person uh, potentially more care, look at their history of what their temperature was as they came in and out of buildings previously or over the past X number of months. And so... We're uh, constantly sharing those benefits with with the seniors that we senior centers that we work with, and there's been great buy-in thus far. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's not a requirement. So I assume there's also government guidelines and regulations for data privacy. So can you give us a brief overview on how you stay within these guidelines? Yeah. So we we're a facial recognition company through and through. We understand the the legislation very clearly. States like Illinois and California have some of the strictest biometric privacy legislation. BIPA in Illinois is where we had some of our biggest customers to begin with. And so we wrote our 
privacy policy and our terms and conditions to be completely in compliance with with the strictest of, of acts. So CCPA and BIPA are two that we base this off of, and then GDPR in Europe. But beyond that, I think it's more so to the point that I made earlier, which is that we're in this for the consumer to feel comfortable. We're not in this just to slide by what the government says is mandated. And so we go much further than anyone mandates us to go to make consumers feel comfortable and give them an opt-in and an opt-out and allow them to participate with our system however they feel comfortable. Your business has two different solutions. There's pop entry and pop pay. So how can this technology be applied in the senior living industry? Is one widely used in senior living communities than the other? Yes. Yeah. At this time, the pop entry device is much more widely used in senior living than the pop pay. But depending on the senior living facility, I think pop pay could be a really valuable resource as well. Solera Senior Living, for example, is one of our customers. They have a full cafeteria upstairs or a really full restaurant. Depending on how they do their payments, we could have pop pay so that in a completely touch-free and frictionless manner that the residents can, can pay for their meals and expedite that process. So we're definitely looking into that. We're considering how pop pay will continue to you know, advance and be pushed out. Right now, it's focused on the city of Pasadena and starting to form this kind of initial network. Okay. So um, staying with the um, example you cited, Solera Senior Living, mm-hmm. you had a case study. So yeah. using pop ID, they have not had one case of COVID. Yeah. So please explain how that's possible. I think it's possible in a lot of different ways. So first of all, Solera does a fantastic job managing their staff and their residents and their guests. So kudos to them for just running a fantastic operation. But on top of that, having technologies like Pop ID that ensure that somebody who is giving signs that a, a human couldn't see with their own eyes is, is not entering the premises and not walking around and potentially infecting others is really the way that this is the most easily achievable. And so I think Solera has done a great job of taking the initiative right up right from the get-go to say, these are some procedures and protocols that we're going to put in place and technologies that we're going to bring in to ensure that every that we give ourselves the best possible chance to keep this track record around. So I think that they've done an excellent job and we're just happy to support them and be one piece in this full solution of keeping everyone safe. Overall, would you say the pandemic has shown the importance of no contact verification? Oh, absolutely. So to take it one step further, our initial business was in the kiosk space, so self-ordering kiosks. So we were giving somebody an option to touch a screen to order, but not have to interact with another person. So we could expedite that process of ordering and allow somebody to do it on their own time um, and their own comfort. But people don't want to touch screens anymore, right? You don't want to touch a screen that 500 people have already touched that day, and you're not sure whether they've washed their hands or whether what exactly their hygiene has been. I think that coronavirus will have a lasting impact on touch-free solutions, and we're excited to continue to bring more and more innovative solutions that, that allow for touch-free interactions. So are there other unexpected ways that COVID has helped your business? I was told by somebody recently not to be, not to be shy about the fact that Pop ID has seen a lot of benefits from the fact that COVID has been around. I think originally I was a little concerned to say that, but I think it's a testament to just being able to, to be nimble and pivot and looking for the positives in each situation and being able to provide a positive solution for maybe not the most positive of times. But what we've seen is that adoption of touch-free solutions in general is very significantly on the rise. People are more willing to consider these solutions now than they were 
eight months ago. And so our pop pay product and our pop entry product have both seen an increase in adoption, consumer adoption, and also merchant adoption. And so we're, yeah, we're very fortunate that we were able to use our technology in a positive way once coronavirus happened. Yes, very true. Technology has saved us in, in so many ways in keeping the older adults engaged and also safe. So that's wonderful. So what do you think is your biggest strength that enables you to have a unique, impactful effect on older adults, other than the technology you described? What do I think is unique about us that's allow us to impact adults? I think older adults, I, I think I think our flexibility is probably one of those keys. I know I've touched on this before, but we're there's a lot of companies that have great technology that try to force the technology or try to force specific demographics to engage in one way or another. That's not us. That's not how we ever saw our brand. Uh, we take we, we take a lot of pride in the brand that we're building here at Pop ID. And I think we want everyone to feel comfortable. We know that the older an older demographic in general is more likely to be hesitant about advanced technologies such as facial recognition. And so I think it's about positioning it correctly and giving people options and just allowing everyone to feel comfortable. I think that's been key for us to win over the, the trust of seniors. Very true. So do you think working closely with the older adults and understanding their needs and limitation has changed you in any way? I think really engaging with the senior living space, which is something that I hadn't done extensively prior to uh, coronavirus, has definitely given me a, a different outlook on, first of all, senior living as a sector, but also on uh, kind of just se seniors and lifestyle in general. One of the things that I saw firsthand was at Solera, just how beautiful the campus was, how happy how happy folks are to be there, um, be with their friends, and, and be in a community that helps everyone thrive. And so I think more than anything, I'm, ha I'm happy, I'm excited that everyone, all ages, are given an opportunity to really thrive and feel like they're living their best best life in their best situation. Um, and so I'm, I'm proud to be working with companies like Solera that provide that you know, opportunity. Very good. Thank you so much. I've gained a lot of insight from your technology and how serving it is to the older adults and keeping them safe and best to you to the growth of your brand and your company and, and helping many more older adults. There's 10,000 folks turning 65 per day, 65 plus. So I think there'll be a more need for this. Yeah. Do you have any yeah, other questions? Thank you so much. No, I thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. If that any listeners that uh, want to reach out and learn more about our technology, feel free to contact us. And we're excited to continue to engage with uh, this community. And uh, we'd love to hear from you and, and tell you more. Great. Thank you and take care. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Boomer Living Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, boomerliving.tv, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other platforms. This way, you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we would really appreciate a rating in iTunes or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us tremendously. Be sure to tune in weekly for our next episode. And remember, growing old is the purest and the most positive experience of human existence.